My talk this week is called How to Stop Generalizing Your Life. I think it's time for us to unlearn. Unlearn what we've learned either from a dumb parent, dumb teacher, clergy person even, a boss, a friend. We've learned all kinds of dumb stuff. We've accepted all kinds of junk ideas from these people, some of whom were well-intentioned. But what BS have you accepted in your belief system that is full of inaccuracies? What BS have I accepted in my belief system that's full of inaccuracies that I sometimes unknowingly say to myself about myself that prevents myself from being myself? or yourself. How many of those do you have? Are you aware of those? Do you witness those? Things like, I'm never going to be a success, or no one will ever love me, there's something wrong with me, I can't seem to do anything right, money doesn't grow on trees or in my bank account. Have you learned that one? Men always leave me in the end, women take advantage of me, no one cares about me. The world is a dangerous and chaotic place. Need I go on? Do you have any more? I'm sure you have some like these, if not some um, exactly like these. It's that, and we all have it at one time or another, even in a tiny bit. It's that I am a victim consciousness nonsense. And even if some of those statements or the ones that you have that are similar have a fact behind them, we have to know that they are not the truth. That's what this principle, this teaching is all about. That stuff is not the truth. Those are some sort of facts that we have made up, accepted, or whatever, put into our belief system. Now, I understand you may feel victimized and things have happened in your life that you didn't consciously ask for, nor would. I get it. I'm with you. But the longer and more often we think those things or say them out loud, for God's sakes, the more we manifest similar experiences and perpetuate the lie. And that's what it is. It's a lie. It's a big, fat, ugly, stupid lie. But this is... This is interesting. Humans, we all need, have a need for consistency between what we believe and reality. And our brains will do anything to keep this consistency going. So our perspectives on different parts of our lives will just influence, color, filter our desires to manifest with those beliefs. You understand what I mean? That, um, that we get this mismatched experience from what we wanted to manifest and what we did. Like we get the new car that we manifested, but for some belief system that we have somewhere in our perspective, in our, in our subconscious, 
um, we don't believe we deserve a new car or that new cars are a ripoff or something like that. And so we get a new car with a lot of problems. Or we get a mate with a lot of problems because that's what we believe relationships um, are all about or what happens in relationships no matter what. It's just full of problems. So we have this belief, we have this perspective. So no matter what it is we have decided to manifest when we allow that filter to color that manifestation, that demonstration of your belief is what occurs. The relationship, the job, the, the bank account with a bunch of problems. We, we, we don't see the red flags and we start to continue to attract the same type of, for instance, mate that is no good for us because a core belief that no one will ever really love us is more prominent. So we feel this magical attraction to a person who will disappoint or leave, like the bad boy. We get this, you know, some people have this attraction to the bad boy or the bad girl, quote unquote, who will probably never stick around and sometimes we feel this magical attraction to that type of person and um, we may not consciously have the information that we're doing this but it happens or maybe we misrepresent the behavior of a potential partner as meaning that they will leave they say something that triggers you even though that was not their meaning they didn't mean to make you think that it was not their intention to make you think that they were going to be out of there any second so what do we do we sabotage sabotage the relationship and this is not just in romantic relationships this could be in business relationships we sabotage that relationship so that we feel in charge or we misbehave in some way ourselves in the illusion that that person will leave or this that or the other will not work out to the point to the point that we potentially well they potentially leave because of our misplaced behavior <laughs> and that's just a relationship example we do these things because our brains want the reality to match the consistency of our idea, of our perspective, that this stuff never works. Or I am not deserving of, of a loving relationship with a kind and respectful and exciting and succulent person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's this um, witticism that is supposedly connected to Einstein which it isn't, um, but it's an interesting, interesting bit of quotation. And it says, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Now, he didn't really say that, nor is it technically a definition of, an insan of insanity, but you get the point. When you do the same thing over and over again in any sort of relationship, in any sort of business, and you expect a different result that may not make you quote unquote crazy, but it is certainly crazy making. What probably is closer to what that bit of 
quotation is about is something that's attributed to Niles Bohr, who was an intellectual sparring partner of Einstein. And he said, naivete is doing the same thing over and over and always expecting the same result. Now, Einstein did say, and I believe, God does not play dice. The universe and its law of cause and effect, it's not in the business of statistics or judgment or opinion. It's not in the it's not in in the game business. Life can be a game, but more accurately, life is a dance. But I get it. I get it. When I get down, sometimes there's all kinds of junk ideas that go through my head. And it's not the point so much that they show up. It's the point of what do I do with them when they do? What do you do with them when they do? Do I allow them to be the general attitude, perspective, and representation of me? Or do I tell them to shut up, take a hike, you're null and void, and you have no power over me when they show up? They're just habits of thinking. They're just these dumb generalizations that we picked up. So what? Everyone does. It's what we do with it. If, if I see others having better results than me, do I think they're better than me or that they have some empowering core beliefs on that subject? What about you? Do you think those people are better than you or do they have more empowering core beliefs on that subject? Well, it's number two, of course. Somewhere, somehow, they have more empowering core beliefs on that subject. So what they manifest in their life is going to be more empowering, more constructive. Now, that's not to say that there aren't more, there aren't people that are more talented or more anything than I am, but um, there aren't, of course. But no, of course, there's there's some who are, too, maybe. The point is, we must take the time to identify our beliefs, you know? In this case, the negative beliefs. That's what we're talking about more right now, is the negative beliefs. And, and then the next step, after we witness them, is to decide what these beliefs that we have, um, what needs to be get, gotten rid of, and what would we need in order to create, what beliefs do we need in order to create the results that we have decided to have, and install those new ones. That's what those affirmative incantations are about. That's what your spiritual practice of any type Meditation, affirmative prayer, et cetera, et cetera, visualization. That's what that's all about is focusing on those new ones, those new ideas, nourishing them, meditating on them, affirming them. Continually, 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 every day, every minute that you can. Now, I understand the old feelings and ideas like the negative beliefs. They're easy. They're easy. They're even comforting sometimes to keep. There's probably, when you're trying to work through them, get rid of them, diminish them, there may be a little battle going on in your subconscious to try to convince you that that old paradigm is not only great, but it's safe. Oh, it's safe. 
You got to keep that idea. You got to keep that idea that you're not enough because it's safe. It's a safe way to live. That's okay. It happens all the time. We got to just keep focusing on what we want. We got to have that have attitude. We got to feed our minds with that Technicolor Dolby surround sound movie of ourselves getting just what we have decided to have and experiencing in that moment, in that imaginative moment, the feeling of success, of happiness when that event is experienced. Just like when you were a kid, that is something that we have to keep from our childhood is that imaginative um, experience in our mind. We want to make it vivid. We want to allow ourselves to feel the constructive succulent feelings and emotions that is associated with that form of prosperity. And it's all prosperity. Prosperity is not just money. We want to play that movie during our meditation. We want to play it right before we go to sleep. We want to play it right when we wake up every day, all the time. Some people will take their phones and they will, they will set them up on, uh, with a timer. And in that timer, um, you know, it goes off and they take a minute and have that vivid imagination working again. This type of storytelling, um, and storytelling is the best way to learn, is the best way to um, enhance and incorporate into your belief system these new beliefs you've decided to have or, um, or those that will diminish and eventually release those negative beliefs you have. This storytelling will remove those generalizations of can't, of don't deserve to, of not enough. They'll be diminished and eventually departed from your belief system. They will. They will. And even if they pop up in some sort of trigger years later, they'll be gone like this because you will have developed a muscle memory, as dancers would call it, a muscle memory to rid yourself of that, to know that that is not true and that it is not important or helpful or constructive. In a 1965 lecture uh, called Law, Storytelling, Picture-Taking, uh, Neville Goddard, who was huge on using imagination and feeling to manifest what it is you desire, he explains in this, in, in a story I'm about to um, tell you, the power of using your imagination to change your belief and through the law of cause and effect, change what manifests. I'm going to read this story, so I need my glasses for that. Excuse me. And he says, now, let me share with you one story that was given to me this week, rather a couple of weeks ago. This friend who is here tonight at his lecture, he said, I've known this man, I call him Pat. I've known him for about six months. He's general manager of an auto supply firm. I also know his boss. I've known him for about four years, a very difficult man, so let us call him, say, Mike. 
One day, in fact, the day was the fifth day of December of last year. I stopped into this firm and chatted with my friend, Pat. Talking with him, I discovered he would like to buy the firm, but he had no money. So I explained this principle of imagining to him. I said, forget the means, forget the money. And if you really want to own your own firm, this is what I would do if I were you. Tonight, when I go to sleep, I would make a certain drama. Take people who serious, it's who sincerely love you, your wife, your children, your, your mate, your partner, your friends. And, and I think I love you, this gentleman said. So include me if you want to use me. But make a scene which, this, if the scene was true, would imply the fulfillment of your desire. Okay, if the scene was a fact, is probably the better word, would imply the fulfillment of your desire that you own this auto supply company. Now, this is how it works, but you must, above all things, when you carry on this inner conversation with those who will be sincerely thrilled because of your successful transaction in closing the deal to own the thing, but also in the successful running of it, the operation of it, you must capture the feeling feeling truly is the secret he says you must feel the reality of what you are doing and this was december 5th on january 5th one month later i received um in the mail an advertising letter which would be an email nowadays announcing the new owner of this firm it was not that particular auto supply company. It was another. And he was the owner of this auto supply company. So I stopped in to see him as a friend to congratulate them, him. And, and this is what he told me. A man came in who owned an auto supply company. And in the course of conversation, he let it be known that he would like to dispose of some of his properties. He has many parcels and one was an auto supply company. Well, then, because of my interest, I simply perked up and told him of my interest in owning my own company, but that I had no money. And he said, you don't need money. You could just take possession of this company. We'll sign the papers and you pay me out of profits. You be the owner and you will pay me out of the profits. We received the announcement in, in the mail of the new ownership of this company a man who heard on December 5th how to operate God's law. And by January 5th, one month later, he has successfully closed the deal for his own company by the sheer operation of the law, the law of cause and effect, the law of attraction, the law of compensation, whatever you want to call this law. So I say, Neville said, imagining contains the whole. All things are contained in the human imagination. Now, that's one real example of how this all worked. It's not the how. If this guy was involved in the how, he'd try to figure out some way to persuade his boss, who's not so nice, to do this deal or that deal. He'd probably be afraid to confront him. But because he imagined and felt the feelings of owning and operating this successful auto supply company, which he loved to do, and he saw all his friends and family and loved ones um, being joyous for this purchase, for this living with him, 
the law said, oh, okay, well, let's see. We'll figure it out. Let's see. This guy wants to do this, and this guy wants to do that. Why don't I bring this guy over here, and they'll meet, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so it happened. Now, changing beliefs can happen in an instant. But in most cases, <laughs> the process of changing one's core beliefs can take some time. And that's okay, too. And we have to take responsibility for that. This is this can be easy, but also can take some time and take some tools and take some work, mental and physical. Action must be taken. And we have to be okay with that. And we have to work this principle. As the Buddha said, no one saves us but ourselves. No one can and no one may. We ourselves must walk the path. Oh, we may manifest people or the law may bring people through the how um, that will help us, assist us, but we must walk the path. We must do the work in imagination and feeling and spiritual practice. We must do the action when our intuition says, you know, we maybe I should do this, maybe I should make this phone call, write this letter. As we witness, expand, and grow in our awareness, and thus our conscious thought, so too will we upgrade our unconscious responses to those that are more constructive, more loving, more positive. So when those triggers come, we react. No, better, we respond with the new ideas that we've put into place, those new ideas that... Maybe we've had to come to um, upgrade ourselves through imagination and feeling. But now they are solid in our belief system. And then we can stop generalizing our lives through that haze, through that filter, through that coloration of lack and limitation and doubt and guilt to the specification. So we're going from this generalization of yuck to this specification that we are, you are, I am expressing the power and presence of source in the life of our I amness. That each and every one of us, that you and I are the light illuminated by the energy, the vibration, the frequency of that which is called God, divine intelligence, Source, love, light, life, more, more and more different. Fill the Big Bang, whatever you want to call it. That within you, within me, within us all is the living spirit almighty, one indestructible, absolute, and self-existent cause manifesting itself, expressing itself as the incarnation called you, called me called PJ, called my neighbors. Think it, my friends. Speak it. Believe it. Live it. And be it. Because you are it. You are the power and presence in human form. Having a, a spiritual experience as well as a human experience. And if you keep that as your generalization of life, your perspective of how things work, 
Watch things just expand with magnificence. Thank you so much. Namaste.